Hi, I'm Julia Brennan and I'm Creative Arts Advisor for K-6 across New South Wales and our lovely department schools. And today I'm speaking with Unity Taylor-Hill and she's Principal at Anzac Park. So we've got some lovely things that we'll be chatting about today. Just before we get started, if you want to follow this podcast series, remember to go to soundcloud.com forward slash primary curriculum, all one word, and log in with your at education.newsouthwales.gov.au or if you're not from the department, you can also log in through Facebook or create your own SoundCloud account. So let's get started. Um, Unity and I have known each other for a, a really long time, so it's really nice to have you here today, Unity. Thanks, Julia. Um, we we met a gazillion years ago at, um, as targeted grads out at South Coogee Public. Those were the good old days when we were young and had a bit of a spring in our steps. And um, at the time, we... We were both um, relatively new to teaching and had just finished university and we bonded over our mutual love of the arts um, and our united belief in the importance of the arts in the classroom. So from then, I found out a little bit about Unity and I'm sure she'll fill us in a a little bit more on that. But um, in her current role as principal at Anzac Park, she also embeds the arts and loves the arts and um, really promotes it in her school. So we'll find out a bit more about that today. But I bet many of us didn't know that she was actually, I don't know, maybe she still is, quite an accomplished cellist. And um, the arts really influenced her journey today. So... Unity, do you want to tell us a little bit about how your arts education journey started? Yeah, thanks, Julia. I think um, it was my cello playing that actually got me my targeted grad position at South Coogee. Um, Our principal at the time had ticked the box for um, string ensemble. And um, whilst I was told that I would never get a targeted grad position in the eastern suburbs, it was actually um, my string experience that that, um, got me that position that I was very fortunate to get at the time. So um, it it helped in so many different ways, but employment within the um, department was um, one that helped me um, end up at South Coogee. Um, arts education has been, and, and the arts in general, is something that is really important to me and something that I think has come from the importance played uh, on the arts from my family. Um, musical instruments and learning a musical instrument was a non-negotiable growing up. Um, and I did go through the piano, the violin, and, and finally settled on the cello. Um, But also my mother was an artist and and a um, writer as well. So she would often have canvases going at home um, and and would paint throughout her life. So the role of the arts and the importance of arts really came from the home, but also through through my journey in education. Why do you see the arts as being important for our students in our schools? I mean, obviously in Anzac Park, you would have a big influence in the arts. Mm -hmm. I think the arts provide our students with that opportunity to understand the world and also understand the world from different perspectives. Um, It also provides that opportunity for us to create and to express ourselves in ways that we can't necessarily express um, our emotions and our feelings in other ways. Um, We have a very diverse range of students at Anzac Park, um, including a support unit for children um, on the autism spectrum and providing opportunities for students to be able to have that opportunity to to express themselves but also understand um, through the arts is is really crucial. Is it 
possible? I mean, I'm sure you've got teachers on your staff who don't quite have the arts experience that you've had. And we do see that um, hours of arts training are declining in our university sector. Is it possible for a teacher with limited experience to be able to teach the arts? Look, from my own experience, I would say, you know, naturally music was something, you know, from, from a graduate teacher that um, I felt very confident in teaching. Um, although when teaching alongside you in music, <laughs> I always felt... Um, that, that I, I couldn't oh, couldn't quite nice. couldn't quite quite keep up. Um, no, <laughs> um, but um, certainly um, for me, I, I, as part of my university degree, I, I majored in my final year in um, drama education with Robin Ewing out at Sydney Uni, and having no experience in drama at all, but but spending that time in my final under you know year of undergraduate study focusing on drama. Um, provided me with that understanding of the fact that you don't have to be good at drama to see the worth and the value of teaching drama. Um, And for me, that understanding of the arts as a process rather than a product and that um, providing students with that opportunity to explore through through drama and, and through the arts doesn't mean that, that you have to be an expert yourself. It means that you're on the journey with the student to um, find that new understanding. Um, I certainly don't feel... Um, as a teacher that, that I had it a personal expertise in visual arts but it was always something that, that I enjoyed teaching. I, I don't think that um, you need to have a personal expertise in the arts to teach it well. I think it, it has to do with the fact that I think it's very innate in humans to enjoy the arts and to express through the arts and, and I think we all hold that sense of the importance of, of um, learning through arts that you know we all have that capacity to be excited and and learn and, and teach through through those programs all right so you've said something that's really um, excited me in there I didn't realize how much drama you had had or how much drama experience you'd had mm. so let's rewind 21 years mm-hmm. so you're a beginning teacher and you'd like to do some drama in your classroom. Mm. How, how do you go about it? Where, should, where do you start? Uh, for me, it, it was understanding, you know, through quality um, picture books particularly was my way into um, really exploring drama and, and that idea of process drama. Um, you know, I, I see... Um, teachers, you know, pick up the most amazing picture books and read the whole book to their class in, in one hit. And and I think, oh, there are so many lost moments within rich picture books to provide, um, you know, opportunities to explore, you know, the, um, point of view and to explore perspective and to explore narrative through, um, you know, different, um, you know, um, drama activities that, so you know, it would take... and changing and talking about the different perspectives, role-playing... Yeah, things like, you know, hot-seating or things like tapping into a character where, where they are, um, you know... So as in put, 
putting that perspective in your mind as you're absolutely and trying to understand the characters um, motives and and what they've done and and understand provides such a richer understanding and uh, you know, at, at Anzac Park, we are really keen on, on making sure we're teaching those 21st century capabilities and, and that idea of critical thinking and understanding, you know, through particularly through drama and, and the art forms, that development of critical thinking through mm, some of those techniques so is powerful, um, absolutely hand in hand. Um, you mentioned hot seating. We might just explain that for, say, a beginning teacher who's never heard that term mm-hmm. before. What did you mean in that situation? Uh, so hot seating is a drama technique that um, where students um, take on one of the characters in, in, a, in a book um, and then the class or, or as a teacher are asked questions as, that, um, as the child takes on that character. So, um, you know, a child can be, um, you know, one of, one of the characters from a book, um, you know, like the, the dad pig in, in Piggy Book is a really oh, great example. You know, understanding motivation through interviewing um, a student and, and asking them to take on that character and understand. So if you were the dad, I might say something like, why did you do that to mum today or something yeah. along those lines? That's right. And, um, you know, the student can try and justify those choices that the father, you know, Daddy Pig has made through that, um, you know, through, through understanding through that technique. Beautiful. Thanks, Unity, for explaining that. That's important. <laughs> um, look, you've been a principal in quite a few schools now and had some really important influential roles over the years. How have you managed to keep the arts as something important to you? For me, the, the arts is a really important part of education and I think, uh, you know, our, our role as educators is to prepare um, you know, and, and to prepare our children to be successful in life. And, and I think that the arts is a really important part in that. So in creating the whole child and, and wanting them, you know, to look at the whole well-being of a child, um, you know, the arts is a really important part of that whole child development. Yeah, and you mentioned your 21st century um, skills mm. and those, the four Cs. How does that sort of fit in with what you're talking about? Um, look, I think, you know, recently we saw the CZ paper released um, regarding, you know, critical and creative thinking skills. And, you know, that research is showing us that, you know, you can um, teach children to be more creative and you can teach them to be more critical. But, but the research is saying that it needs to be done within a context and it needs to be done within content. And I think um, the arts is a really natural way to explore those um, 21st century capabilities and, a, and an awesome forum for that. So look, a lot of people are absolutely fascinated by the Anzac Park model. Talk to us about what a day in the life of the arts would be at Anzac Park? What does it look like? How do you deal with the arts at Anzac Park? Yeah, so for those of you who aren't aware of Anzac Park, uh, we are a new school that, that opened in 2016 and we have a, a really clear vision uh, in that we want to make sure that, that we're utilising and embedding evidence-based practices in our teaching and learning but also making sure we're preparing our students for, for life in the 21st century. So um, we have five what we call drivers as part of our vision for learning. And one of those drivers is, is what we call creating connectors. And that is that we have a conceptual inquiry approach to our um, teaching and learning. Um, as part of that, this year we have launched what we've called the eight big question scope and sequence. 
all of the syllabus outcomes and content in the key learning areas of English, geography, history, science, um, and the arts and PDHPE now with the new syllabus are brought under eight big questions. So the students explore through a conceptual lens um, those big questions and, and work um, through through those um, different key learning areas and, and understanding. So an example of that is, you know, our students at the moment are exploring how do we know um, as their big question this term. They're looking at how do we know through a geographical lens um, of place and space and, and exploring through that concept. But how do we know through the arts has been a really exciting question for our students yeah. to embark on. An example of that is tonight um, our Stage 3 students are holding uh, their first vivid um, evening where all of the students in year five and six are creating light installations that respond to that question, how do we know? So when I went around yesterday and, and spoke to our stage three students, I said, how how does your artwork explore that question, how do we know? And, and some of the students had responded in creating an artwork um, using lights. How do we know? We know through nature and we know through the natural world. Um, we have students saying, how do we know? Um, we know through research and we know through... Um, we know through our memories um, and have created artworks exploring some of those concepts of how do we know. Um, my favourite artwork was when I, I saw some boys and, and they had created um, a whole lot of boxes with, um, they've um, put fluoro spray paint and um, all these different lights in this um, yeah, the, the, um, sort of it's a very big, big life life um, <laughs> life size kind of boxes, and I said, "Well, so boys, tell me, how do we know?" And they said, "Well, we know because the neurons in our brains communicate the outside world in." and that communication is how we know. So the buildings had represented the brain and how we communicate and the lights were how um, the neurons in our brain connect. Um, so we're wow. seeing very deep. So we're seeing you know, 11 year old boys exploring some of those big questions. But a really exciting way to, to explore the arts by opening up some of those big questions and allowing the arts to provide a forum for those children to be able to explore those. fantastic is the whole Vivid Light Show full stop? It's Absolutely. such a magical way of moving forward with the arts. It's incredible. Yeah, and I think having that audience for their work is really important as well. So we have yes. a big community evening this, this evening where, you know, parents can come and share and, and develop that deeper understanding of that big question question and, and appreciate the understanding that the students have developed. People out there, probably like me, have got a million questions about this. So how long has this process been going for? Uh, so each term they have a big question. So right. this has been part of the um, big question for term three. Um, for next term, you know, the, the, it, it, it's around um, story. And, and so we're seeing our students or our teachers at the moment getting ready to explore um, narrative and, and story through dance and through music. So being able to utilise technology, particularly we, we utilise 
programs such as GarageBand for our students to be able to create music. Um, but you know, I know that um, our students will be composing their own music based on their own stories next term using GarageBand, but then creating their own dance music video using green screen to oh, um, provide a, a dance that, that goes with the music now, that they've composed. saying that, I'm just going to throw a little plug in yeah. here because in the uh, Vocalise More resource that came out last year, we've actually now got a digital unit in there about how to create your own music video clips. How do you actually resource this this sort of mm. project that you're talking about um, in terms of, I'm imagining with a vivid light show that you've got a bit of expense in gathering together equipment and mm. things like that. How should how could people go about doing that if they wanted to do that? Look, a lot of the materials that the students are using are, are recycled materials. So as I said, you know, our boys with their neuron buildings um, ha- have utilised cardboard boxes and, and found um, materials. Um, but then we have also dedicated, you know, our budget and our parents have supported, you know, the, the budget in in, um, in these programs. So um, I think it's important for school communities and, and for schools to be prioritising the arts and making sure that they're well funded so that programs can be... Um, you know, can can operate. So, look, my next question to you was going to be around the fact that we have got quite an odd syllabus for the creative arts mm. and how do you keep the flame alive? But I really don't think I need to ask that. You just <laughs> answered it already. That's so exciting. And what happened in term one and two? I'll go back to to your question around the old and the new syllabus. I think what what stays true with with the old syllabus is the fact that um, you know that idea of organising sound, that idea of it making and appreciating, um, you know, a really timeless ways of, of looking through Absolutely. the arts. And and whilst it has been around since you and I started teaching. It certainly is one that that can be applied well, you know, into um, new ways of programming and and thinking about how, you know, the parts can fit together. All right. Well, Unity, another thing that's really fascinated me is a lot of principals and teachers are struggling with making a start in the arts. You've given us some great ways of doing that. Do you have any advice for, particularly for the principals out there who are thinking, I don't know how to get into this space. I don't know how to promote the arts further in my school. Um, Some of my teachers are struggling with the arts or I've got various other constraints and I'm feeling a lot of other external pressures. Um, Can you give them any advice on how to get this journey going? I think for me, the arts needs to be seen as not an add-on program, but actually central to the work that we do. And yes. it, it actually uh, enriches our programs rather than needs to be added on as additional to our programs. Um, we do have, um, you know, at Anzac Park, like many schools, you know, extracurricular programs in the arts um, and the passion that our teachers show in the arts, as we did as young mm. teachers contributing to, to school communities through um, leading choirs and, and string ensembles in, in my case but um, you know the teachers that, that we see coming in with a background in the arts and allowing those teachers to be able to 
bring that expertise that they have into their programs, um, I think is is really um, special and and helps build that you know sense of the the importance of the arts. But also seeing how the arts can be embedded within our programs. So um, you know that that idea of you know how did we come to be or our big questions of how do we know um, you know how can we explore that through the mm. arts as we do all the other you know key learning that's areas. A really powerful message. Rather than yeah. we need to stop now and and do the yes. arts, it, it, it it's not work like doesn't work like that. Yeah. It actually is a, is a wonderful you know vehicle for exploring. You know, I've seen over my years in education, you know, the role that even having opportunities for our students to engage in and how life-changing it can be for a child and and how rich it is for a child to be involved in a live performance um, and something that that they, you know, get so much from. But also, um, you know, we recently took our students to the... um, Contemporary Art Museum in Sydney and mm. and opportunities for students to engage in in art and particularly contemporary art you know rather than you know thinking that it's like um, that that art forms can look very different um, that we're not always just talking about painting that we can express ourselves through um, through film and and through through music and through installation as as art mm. forms um, I think is really rich um, and I think those programs that, that we have on offer through, you know, our local art galleries or, or through our local programs or even, you know, we, we, we have at Anzac, you know, some um, grandparents um, in kindergarten who play um, the piano accordion and, and often, you know, can, can come in and play just those opportunities for, for sharing music. And how special is that for those little early stage one people to see their grandparents in their classroom teaching their friends something? Yeah, absolutely. It's magical. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, it's also too about exposing the students to something they may not necessarily get in their normal life. And yes. I've said that before too. Mm. A lot of people shy away from things that don't make them feel comfortable. Mm. But I think it's about giving the children those opportunities and allowing them to see what's out there, not restricting them in any way. Um, something you said in there though was that uh, the teachers along the way bringing their expertise. Mm. What if they don't have any They've had very limited exposure to yeah. the arts. How do we help them? Do you, surely you must have some teachers who've had to have their hand held along that journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think what is um, you know special for us is. Uh, you know, I, I think it's important, you know, we all as teachers have different skills that, that we bring into the classroom and that we bring into our school community to, to um, enrich that community. And, and it may be through um, sport or it may be through the arts or it may be through um, Lego robotics experts at, at Anzac. That's what so. you were doing when I came that day. That was fantastic. <laughs> so, um, you know, we all have something that, yes. that we bring that, that contributes and, and you know, through things like collaborative programming um, and shared programming, um, you know, we use, you know, our, our Google Drive to, to have those collaborative programs where teachers can add and share ideas and evaluations of programs to support teachers that may not feel confident with the arts um, but but for us at, at Anzac, we also co-teach. So um, for us, co-teaching provides a really great opportunity for developing professional development in, in understanding. Um, so putting a teacher arts. with lots of experience with someone maybe who's a little less experienced. 
I have um, an example, you know, that, that I can think of where I have actually a graduate teacher, so um, someone in their first year of teaching who has an expertise in, in the visual arts, um, teaching, co-teaching with um, a teacher who brings a lot of expertise through um, the sport and, and through technology and to see those teachers working together and supporting each other, um, you know, we, we see, you know, a very young teacher being able to contribute a lot to the school community through that expertise in, in visual arts and, and being able to recognise that whilst he is early in his career in teaching, he still is able to make a strong contribution and to do those programs. how fantastic that for him too? That would make him feel fantastic. Yeah. Really and, and building the capacity um, of those, you know, in, in the team. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, look, you've really answered the final question that I have for you, but... I'd just like to go back one more little step and see if we can just reinforce this one more time. So I think a lot of teachers feel so many time pressures um, and we've still got to ensure that the arts are taught. What advice can you give to those teachers out there, principals, schools that might be struggling with all these pressures and feel like they're trapped in that vice to get out there and make the arts part of their, their school? I think living living the arts, you know, through through the the programs. I think, you know, we need to ensure that the arts and and you know we keep the integrity of the arts as something to be taught in on itself. But, you know, the capacity for the arts to be taught in conjunction with you know other aspects. Um, you know, as I said, it, it's not an add on. It's actually central and and particularly for our students in being able to communicate and. Experience express you know through the arts you know we see as you know we go back to that early example around the role of drama in teaching you know critical understanding mm. um, you know through English you know Absolutely. we see um, being able to explore um, you know I think you know drama lends itself beautifully to many aspects of the PDH um, syllabus and, and understanding stereotypes and, and the role that we play in, in managing those relationships um, you know we see um, you know, so many different um, ways that the arts can be brought in as part of enriching those opportunities for students um, and, and not um, something that needs to be, as I said, segregated, um, but, but something that, that is brought into Seen that. is enhancing the journey along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, Unity. It's been, a, it's been a while and I'm really glad that you could find time to come and have a yarn with us today. So it was really nice to hear all about your experiences and particularly what you're up to now. So thank you so much. Um, and everybody out there, if you enjoyed listening to today's podcast and you'd like to hear more, make sure that you uh, follow the, this podcast series by going to soundcloud.com forward slash primary curriculum or one word and clicking on the orange follow button and you can log in with your at education.newsouthwales.gov.au account or else create your own account or sign in through Facebook. It's been lovely talking to you today and we'll talk again soon.